if you've ever watched gangster or mobster movies, then you've probably heard of a hitman. A hitman is a professional killer, someone who is hired, paid, usually by a criminal organization, to kill a rival or enemy. While Hollywood is known to exaggerate the truth, um, hitmans do exist. A while back, I saw an interview on TV with a former hitman. Uh, This individual had confessed to 30 murders during the 1980s, all of which he was paid for. Now, I was only half paying attention to this interview until the former hitman said something that got my attention. He said, quote, I know I'm going to hell. There's nothing I can do to change that, end quote. When I heard that comment, it made me want to track this guy down and tell him, you're wrong. Now, maybe that's not the smartest thing to do, to say to a guy who has 30 murders under his belt. But it's true. And the reason it's true is today. Today we celebrate Divine Mercy Sunday. We celebrate the mercy of God, which is stronger than any sin. In our gospel today, we see divine mercy in multiple places. First, in in how Christ treats his chosen apostles. They had abandoned Christ on Good Friday, yet Jesus doesn't abandon them. We see that Jesus hasn't given up on them. He offers them his peace. He reaffirms Uh, the mission he has entrusted to them. And of course, we see the mercy of God and his patience with Thomas, who isn't present the first time the risen Christ appears and steadfastly refuses to believe. When the risen Christ returns, Jesus would have been very justified in taking Thomas to task for his unbelief, but he doesn't. And finally, our Lord shows his mercy most especially when he gives his power, uh, gives the power to forgive sins to the apostles themselves a power which the apostles will entrust to their successors, uh, the bishops, and the bishop's co-workers, the priests, down through the ages, all the way down through to today. We see in this gospel, the Lord breathed on the apostles and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. And really, if you think about it, this is a staggering responsibility Christ gives to the apostles. Throughout the Gospels, when Jesus uh, forgives someone's sins, the response of the Pharisees or the scribes is to immediately accuse Jesus of blasphemy. Why? Because only God can forgive sins. Of course, what they didn't recognize, didn't know, is that Jesus is true God and true man. Um, However, they weren't wrong in saying the power to forgive sins is a divine one. It's a divine power. It's a divine prerogative to forgive sins, one that Jesus is true God and true man possessed. And amazingly, Jesus now gives that same divine power to the apostles. The power of reconciliation was given to the apostles, the first bishops, and they in turn passed it on to their successors. Um, And this continues down through the generations to today. Our feast today, the Feast of Divine Mercy, it has its origins in Poland in the 1930s when, uh, where a nun named Sister Faustina, now Saint Faustina, began receiving visions of Christ where he spoke of his mercy. He asked that an image be painted depicting the risen Lord from whose heart shone two rays, one red representing blood and the other pale symbolizing water, with the words, Jesus, I trust in you at the bottom. 
She recorded in her diary the visions of our Lord, which focused on the need uh, to trust in the mercy of God. And Jesus himself asked that a feast day be dedicated to his mercy, and in particular, the second Sunday of Easter. She wrote that the Lord desired, quote, the feast of mercy would be a refuge and shelter for all souls. I am giving them the last hope of salvation, that is, the feast of my mercy. In 2000, Pope St. John Paul II canonized Sister Faustina and proclaimed that the second Sunday in Easter would be known from now on as Divine Mercy Sunday. In the past 20 years since Faustina was canonized and this feast day promulgated, the diary of St. Faustina has been published in many languages and, and widely read. The prayer, the chaplet of divine mercy has grown far and wide. But this feast isn't meant to be merely a nice celebration where we hear about God's mercy for a Sunday and then resume our normal life. It ought to have a personal impact on each and every one of us. For while we may not be an ex-hitman for hire with 30 murders under our belt, we are all still sinners in need of God's mercy. The truth is, if we don't understand the profound brokenness of sin, a brokenness which afflicts us all personally, then we won't get the tremendous gift, the tremendous goodness of God on display in Divine Mercy Sunday. And if we're honest with ourselves in our heart of hearts, we know our failings, we know our sins. We need to experience the mercy of God on a personal level. And frankly, the best way is to do that is by making an honest, good confession. I don't care if it's been a month, a year, a decade, or 60 years. Christ await, awaits us in the confessional to wash away our sins. It doesn't matter what we may have done. It doesn't matter how frequently we may have fallen. No sin is stronger than God's mercy. No number of sins is beyond his power to forgive. Not even a hitman, a murderer 30 times over, is without hope. Now, we do have a unique situation with this quarantine. What about those who are incapable of receiving the sacrament of reconciliation? Well, God never commands the impossible. Uh, Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 1257, tells us that God has bound salvation to the sacraments, but he himself is not bound by the sacraments. What this means is this, if through no fault of our own, uh, we aren't able to receive the sacrament of reconciliations, reconciliation, our sins may still be forgiven uh, through an examination of conscience and a perfect act of contrition. So, for example, if confession isn't being offered where you live because of the quarantine, or even if it is being offered, um, as it is here in Emporia, I'll be in the confessional from 12 to 2. Uh, but, if, but if because of your age, pre-existing condition, or, or some illness, you shouldn't go out, all right, that's what it means to say through no fault of your own. Okay? So if we aren't able to receive the sacrament of reconciliation, what should we do? We should make an examination of conscience than a perfect act of contrition. That is, be sorry for our sins, uh, and, and this is a sorrow which arises from a love uh, by which God is loved above all else. We're sorry not merely because we want to avoid hell, uh, but because our sins have offended God. And it is an act of perfect contrition, which the Catechism says in paragraphs 1451 and 52, 
which obtains forgiveness for mortal sins if it is in, if it includes the firm resolution to have recourse to sacramental confession as soon as possible. All right, so uh, an important part of this is the resolution that as soon as you are able, you will go to the, to the sacrament of reconciliation, confess your sins, and receive absolution. You know, I want to close by returning to that hitman for a moment, the one who said he knew he was going to hell and there wasn't anything he could do about it. In one sense, I, I think it's understandable why he thinks that. I mean, he took human life, not once, but 30 times, and he did it for money. And look, there's no way to make things right from a human standpoint. He can't bring those 30 people back to life. He can't take away the pain and suffering of their families and friends. He isn't even able to shake the guilt that he feels. He can't take this sin away. But God can. Nothing is impossible for him. Does a hitman deserve mercy? No, but neither do I. Neither do any of us. Yet God doesn't offer us mercy because we deserve it. Rather, he offers it. He offers his mercy because he loves us and sent his son to win the grace that forgives our sins by his cross and resurrection. The truth is, the only way we will die with our sins unforgiven, the only way we will, God forbid, find ourselves in hell, is if we send ourselves there by refusing to repent, by refusing to turn away from sin, by refusing to go to confession and receive his mercy. If that sounds too good to be true, remember the Apostle Thomas. He thought the resurrection sounded too good to be true 2,000 years ago. And our Lord gives us this feast day today, Divine Mercy Sunday, as a way of telling us, do not be unbelieving but believe. His mercy is real and available. Now is the time for mercy. Now is the time to repent. Don't put it off. Take the opportunity to experience the mercy of God. Trust in his goodness and do not be unbelieving but believe.